0: Welcome to another edition, a hey, Peel Yourself Off the Monday, oh, off the Mad Monday uh, edition of the morning briefing. I, I need to peel myself off the Monday. Uh, series of uh, wins. And uh, also, uh, it seems like uh, an insurmountable number of brutal beats uh, that took place over the weekend. Very exciting all the way around. Uh, I'm Jeff DeForest. That's Mike Luby Lubitz here on nofilter.net. And, uh, you know, it was great college football activity. I uh, had Georgia reestablish itself and uh, I just a pummeling, a clubbing of seals type of uh, win against Kentucky, who was supposed to give him a challenge. People were starting to wonder. And that, that always happens, doesn't it, Louie? where you start to have your doubts about a team. So you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the 16-and-a-half. And then you take one right on the chin <laughs> as they explode out of the gates, uh, the Bulldogs there, and uh, start to make you think, uh, yeah, when was the last time they lost? I think that was like 2011. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable, though, what's happening there. So they reestablish themselves as uh, one of the heavyweights. So you had a great battle uh, going on between uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Great the uh, Red River rivalry turned out to be all of that. You had Matthew McConaughey on the pregame show there on ESPN. He's a big Texas fan. And uh, Texas goes down in brutal fashion as uh, oklahoma and texas were exchanging blows all throughout the four quarters of that game uh, only to have the old cliche apply which is uh i think whoever gets the ball last is going to win this game and yep. it turned out to be oklahoma and uh, many of the wise guys uh, kind of liked oklahoma in that game so uh, that threw a little bit of turmoil into uh, the teams that follow uh, in behind georgia in the upper echelon of the rankings Uh, You had the sinking of USC once again as uh, they had to go to double overtime to beat Arizona after uh, being favored by, uh, what, 20, 25 points in that contest. A lot of exciting action all over the board. But there there was one game that came into central focus, and it happened right here, Mike Luby-Lubitz, in our backyard. And I'm thinking, and, and, and this comes up a lot, I don't know, is it always fair to equate stupidity with the large S of one coach's salary? (laughs) <laughs> they do this with ball players all the time, so I think it's more than fair to think uh, if you were going to pay $8 million a year on a 10-year deal, $80 million in total, oh, to bring a decision maker onto your college campus, I don't care if this guy's in the philosophy department, if he's on the board of directors, or if he happens to be your head football coach would a bonehead decision of this magnitude be enough to make you think twice about just uh, about just forfeiting whatever amount of money you had to give away and we're talking about mario cristobal and the university of miami which uh, they had this game so in the bag Luby, that i turned it off and started watching another game thinking that was there that? was no way that they could lose i, I heard you had a similar experience one of yeah i was tracking
1: I, I mean, I'm a Florida State fan, so and the game fans have been sort of annoying. So I, I was thrilled to see them struggling for Georgia Tech, but I figured they'd win. And I just wanted to see how they would do it. And then they either got a first down or got a stop and we're getting the ball back and you could do the math as most people do. who have watched football for years, huh? Especially game 33
0: players. seconds on the clock.
1: It was before then it was like there was two minutes left. And I think they got the got a first down. And I was like, okay, there's literally nothing they can do to lose this game. The game's over. Cause, and USC-Arizona was a great game that had, I think was just starting or just started. So I was like, oh, I was into that game. I,
0: I wanted to take a look at Callum Williams and uh, see, you know, exactly if he could throw for 17 touchdown passes in that game.
1: And I stopped watching UM, and then I see the ticker, Georgia Tech scores. I'm like, what? <laughs> i like, how is that mathematically possible? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was like uh, waking up after the miracle at the Meadowlands. I remember that years ago. I was on the radio doing some morning drive show, and uh, this preceded the Internet. And when you could get uh, – I don't even know if they had score phone back in those days uh, what, where you could call you know, a, a 900 number. And they would say, uh, unfortunately for you, you degenerate asshole, your team lost last night, even though you <laughs> thought they won when you went to bed. And it was a Dolphin game uh, against the New York Jets uh, where the uh, Jets pulled off a miracle against Jay Fiedler and uh, at the time a a sort of mediocre Dolphin team uh, and and with impossible mathematical permutations. That was the only way you could see them coming back. So I'm working with a couple of guys in the morning. And uh, I happened to stay up and watch the game because, uh, you know, it got to the point after the Jets had scored what appeared to be a token touchdown in the fourth quarter. And I thought, eh, there's an outside chance here. Of course, you know, naturally there was an interest in the point spread and uh, the two guys I, I was working with, uh, they had long since uh, gone to bed. This game was taking an eternity to finish. So uh, I came in the next morning and, uh, you know, people aren't on computers back then. And yeah. uh, I-, I said, <laughs> Wow! Can you believe this man? That the Dolphins uh, ended up losing that game, and they looked at me like, "What an asshole! How could you even suggest that?" And uh, sure enough, that that was the case. You would have thought it was the War of the Worlds, Louie, that I uh, <laughs> yes, you know was Orson <laughs> Wells, and that the world had come to an end. But uh, this was similar. And uh, Mario Cristobal, the head coach who used to be with Oregon, was lured away for big dollars to the University of Miami. Is supposed to be the salvation. There's a history there. He played there. We knew him when he played there. He was a very humble guy. And, uh, you know, he, he was criticized at Oregon for 2018. Uh, that they have a chance to close out a game. Take a knee. Uh, call Colin Kaepernick if you don't know how to do this. Just take a knee there. You're not going to create any controversy. You get your victory, and you walk out of the stadium, and everybody's celebrating and talking about how your team is now 5-0. and It's
1: literally called the victory formation, when all you can do is win, you
0: do this formation. That's it. It's the simplest thing. What are you worried about, that you're going to botch the snap? It's it's virtually impossible. And even if you do, you're, you're giving the team with about uh, you know uh, 25 seconds to go uh, a chance to try and go 75 yards, which oddly they did once they got this opportunity uh, with no timeouts left and a team that offensively had been snuffed out the entire night, which was the only thing keeping the University of Miami in this particular ballgame. So he did it before at Oregon, and you would think that somebody at this magnitude, this level of coaching, uh, once they had made an egregious, outrageous uh, getting Joe Pisarchik off the hook type of mistake and uh, lost a ball game and snatched defeat right from the jaws of victory, if it had happened to you one time, as Sam Ritigliano would say, it would be one time, you would never make this mistake again, never, under any circumstances. The Miami Hurricanes have a couple of timeouts, so they have plenty of time to uh, discuss the situation. They have 14 coaches in the press box, 22 coaches on the sidelines. They have analytics <laughs> guys. They have mathematicians. that They have Rene Descartes there on the sideline himself saying, hey, 33 seconds will tick off the clock before the 35 second play. What, what is it, 35 uh, that they get on the I think play it's clock? 40. Or I think 40 it's yeah. 40. All right. Yeah, I mean, 40 seconds. Uh, you know, and, and you do the math. You're still uh, seven seconds ahead of the game, right? The Go like, celebrate it out to midfield. You can meet the coach out there before the clock even expires. It's great. So, um, what does he do? He hands the ball off, and uh, Georgia Tech, a uh, lowly. Competitor in the ACC uh, knocks and derails the Hurricanes off this lofty perch that they were sitting on, where people were starting to actually believe that they're ready to make a comeback. Social media crucifying Maria Cristobal, and rightfully so, saying, How does this guy have a job still? I, I, I think, you know, part of the reason, uh, obviously, is the 80 million, but uh, I think they're still paying <laughs> off Al Golden <laughs> for his, uh, you know, lackluster tenure. Everybody in the stadium is screaming, Luby. There's a fat, drunken guy in section 447. He's been partying and tailgating since 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's now 10 o'clock at night, and he's screaming, take a knee!
1: Yeah, well, Take gonna, a mean, knee! You don't feel like you need to. That's a problem. When, when the team takes a knee, you're usually walking down the aisle to leave. You wouldn't even notice. Like No one screams take a knee because you assume the coach knows to take a knee.
0: <laughs> Incredible. I mean, uh, especially since this wasn't the first time. No. I, I know, I know you're thinking to yourself, Hey, Hey, hey didn't you say at uh, some point during one of these morning briefings, I know we're just getting to know each other on no filter.net, uh, that you uh, are married three times. <laughs> 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 you don't need judge Judy's gavel to come down and realize, uh, you know, it's a fool calling another fool of fools. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I have to say it was costly also. I mean, uh, Unfortunately, you know, I wasn't broke at the time uh, of uh, the uh, dissolution of these marriages. You
1: so. <laughs> be better off broke.
0: <laughs> anyway, hurricane season, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we had this whole Cinderella thing going here in South Florida. And because of a bonehead move by a guy who uh, you have been critical of saying that, and, and I, I believe this to be true also, and, and I think there's evidence of it, that Mario Cristobal, uh, one of those guys with a reputation as a great recruiter, Uh, Word on the street is he's got, uh, you know, nothing but uh, hamburger all Americans coming to the school from now on. And that's it. And starting next year, you're going to see a a growth in the talent pool at the University of Miami that we haven't witnessed here since Howard Schnellenberg was saying, Oh, why on earth uh, would you not take a knee in that situation, uh, Mario? What the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) Howard had to be uh, just uh, absolutely uh, gleeful uh, from the grave there. As uh, you know, the thing he built in Louisville uh, resulted yes. in a victory over Notre Dame, which was another one of those uh, curious coaching games. Uh, I, I'm not sure what I make. I, I want to like uh, Marcus Freeman. I, I really do. I, I want to think that this guy is a good coach. But uh, does he not seem oddly detached in these post game interviews, win or lose?
1: Oh, and he sucks uh, on offense. He's ruining Sam Hartman. <laughs> yeah. like, he's not using him at all. They're struggling on offense when they shouldn't. They have a great running back. They are two. They have two great running backs and they have a quarterback who's been there for 15 years. Like the guy looks like he's my grandfather. Like, well, why aren't you re- re- resting it on him more? I mean, Freeman, that's the thing. Everyone likes Freeman. Okay. He's <laughs> not getting paid to be He's like a standout
0: <laughs> individual, the kind of guy that you would want to send your kid to school to play for. A- a- except for the fact that, uh, you know, you might find him suffering an inordinate number of losses. I can wipe my ass with my Sam Hartman Iceman Trophy money. <laughs> After two games, Mr. DeForest, that was another one of those ones. So where, you know, I mean, the guy in a sports book there in Atlantic city where I made the bet said, uh, hello, you believe this guy, he thinks the guy that plays for Marcus Freeman's going to win the Heisman trophy at quarterback. Not happening. Uh, you know, and, and that was ugly, but uh, Louisville, uh, did we, uh, summarily dismiss them without, uh, giving them consideration? Uh, they go into that game at five and oh, now six and oh in the season. And, uh, that was very impressive. But, uh, uh, clearly, I mean uh, the the bonehead move of the century was uh, Mario Cristobal, and, and that was on a day where uh, several coaches had blunders and even of a similar type. The great Nick Saban, dare we mention this, Luby? What were the odds on this? Was there in-game betting on whether the sideline reporter, who was going to get one uh, gratuitous question with Nick Saban if uh, he was the winning coach in this game at midfield on network television, uh, was she going to reach into the Jim Gray bag of question? Uh, approach and uh, say, hey, Nick, what the hell were you doing throwing a pass on first down when you could have iced the game by taking a knee three consecutive times? And then he handed the ball off. Now, it didn't end up in the atrocity that happened to Mario Cristobal in the University of Miami, but had that happened, would they even have had the balls to question Nick Saban about making uh, such a disastrous move? Because he did it himself. I mean, handed the ball off a couple of times, could have taken a knee, clock would have expired. Uh, Texas A&M, uh, was uh, running, uh, I, I, they, they had to use their timeouts uh, on the first couple of snaps and, and the ball game essentially was over except, uh, throws a pass, runs the ball twice uh, with a handoff out of the shotgun and, and then has to have his quarterback scramble around to kill off the final seven seconds, which uh, essentially at that point you would have had to think uh, that the game was out of reach, but you would have assumed, uh, the very same circumstance with that university of Miami game. Uh, all right. the, uh, the, uh, Pros uh, again. Are the Miami Dolphins lined it up against the New York Giants. Brian Dayball. Wow, coach of the year last year.
1: I still like the guy. Like I don't. I, I don't know if they were as good as recalled last year, but I think he is. I like him. I think he's a good coach. I think he's stuck with a crappy team. <laughs> it <Like, laughs>
0: really is. But how did how did this happen so quickly? I know they didn't have Saquon Barkley in the game. The Barkley is everything a high-wire act uh, on offense this year. They're, they're averaging over 500 yards a game through five games. Uh, it's unprecedented. They, they have the highest total of offensive yardage through five games of any team in NFL history at this stage of the season. And that includes, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, Rams back in the day uh, under Mike Martz, right? When, when uh, you had Kurt Warner chucking a rock to any number of uh, receivers that all ran like a 9, 500-yard dash. And they were virtually unstoppable. It eclipses that, eclipses any of the Tom Brady Patriot teams. Uh, it's the highest uh, yardage achieved by an offense through five games in NFL history. And it only appears like it's going to get padded a little bit next week. As, uh, wow, how inept are the Carolina Panthers, Loopy? Would you not consider this somewhat of a weekly annuity? Can you have a weekly annuity? No, this is like an ATM machine betting against the Panthers in every game against the point spread. When are you line makers going to wake up and make it difficult? I mean, that is just like grabbing chump change, like stealing the uh, nerds' lunch money at school back, uh, you know, in the days of PS20 in, in Brooklyn, New York. But uh, uh, the the game, I guess, you know, that uh, everybody uh, had uh, as an eye-opener was San Francisco. How much better than Dallas were they last night, uh, Luby? And uh, once again, I mean – Dak Prescott comes under fire as uh, is he somebody that you really think is a championship caliber quarterback? Uh, you know, these attacks on social media can be brutal. it brutal. What worse than that loss I sustained in the LSU Missouri game, <laughs> where the only thing that can beat you and it comes into heading once again. And I, I hate to keep referencing this and using foul language on the program, but don't fuck me gods. <laughs> Please. Every week. Don't fuck me. <laughs> the only thing that can beat you is uh, somehow uh, LSU uh, picking off a pass near the goal line and running it back in for a touchdown, and boom, you lose to the point spread when uh, you had this thing completely and totally under wraps. It was that kind of weekend, uh, Louis. Brutal mistakes uh, made all across the board by uh, many, many people, and uh, you really have to uh, question uh, what, what what that does to the whole Miami program. As uh, this, this astounding turnaround uh, looked like it was already maybe starting to make some progress uh, that they were looking to accomplish with Mario Cristobal, and, and instead he crushes their dreams like a grape. Bluebee.
1: <laughs> well, that that that's the thing is the next two games are North Carolina and Clemson. <laughs> like, Good luck, my Easy one.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, great weekend uh, all the way around. And, uh, we didn't touch on baseball. We'll get into that uh, a little bit more. It was a shame to see Clayton Kershaw who I'm a big fan of and I, I know like he's the- had his struggles in the postseason. a lifetime. He's like, he was 13 and 12, I believe going into this game. Yeah, he sucks in the postseason. He uh, sucks. he, he started out, uh, you know, uh, very suspect as a postseason uh, proposition then seemed to get it together and had some really good outings. And, uh, yet, uh, overall has been somewhat so, so, so I'm excited for him. He's starting this uh, opening game and against the Arizona diamondbacks who uh, we had mentioned were 50 to one to win the world series. So, uh, I mean, uh, anybody that jumped in on that now has uh, got a little bit of, uh, you know, doesn't need Viagra to uh, get himself a a little bit of a jump start on, uh, you know, uh, just uh, feeling gratified. And uh, sure enough, I mean, Kershaw gets shelled. He he looked like uh, watching, uh, you know, another one of my favorites, uh, Ali, in that Larry Holmes fight in Las Vegas. When Holmes spent the entire fight turning around uh, and asking, begging the referee, could you stop it, ref, stop it. You know, he, he's got uh, Ali, he's just holding him off like with one hand there. Uh, and uh, and he's asking the ref to please stop the fight before he has to hit him again. And, and that's what it looked like, Clayton Kershaw, man. What a what a bummer that was to uh, see that. But uh, Arizona, you know, maybe you know, with a little bit of a Cinderella story, and uh, later on today they have a chance to go up 2 nothing on the uh, Dodgers and the Phillies uh, are um, you know, also in a position to take a two nothing lead on the road against the uh, vaunted Atlanta Braves. So a couple of more uh, big baseball games on tap today and uh, Rangers uh, two up on Baltimore. That happens from time to time, uh, Luby where a team has a Cinderella regular season and then just craps out in the playoffs. Uh, they still have a chance to come back. It is baseball, but now facing having to win three straight, including two on the road against a A really heavy-hitting Rangers team. And uh, then you had Minnesota come back uh, against Houston uh, behind our man, Pablo Lopez. Real good ballgame by him. And uh, the Strohs and the Twins are tied at one apiece. All right, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, next edition of the Morning Briefing. Thanks, everybody. Take a knee, Mario. Take a knee. Literally, like like the beer vendor is screaming, take a knee, take a knee. Old lady in the parking lot, she's already in her car. She's screaming at the radio as she listens to the final moment. Take a knee, take a knee. $8 million a year for a decision-maker, Luby, and that's what you get. Unbelievable. All right, uh, we'll see you next time on uh, the next edition of The Morning Briefing. from Mike Luby-Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest here on NoFilter.net.